I just downloaded it. Okay, so does anyone want to talk about what happened last time? Previously on Dragon Soup for the Soul, our heroes embark on their first seafaring voyage, taking care of some last-minute business with Dan Black. Thank you so much for joining me. I believe that uh, Captain Crunch here uh, knows a thing or two. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I pull him aside real quick and say, is she really an employee, like, on our level? I may well, take offense at that. You are you are her co-owners. Oh, we own 5%. She doesn't. Co-owners. She owns 0% of Black Trucking. Danny owns 1%. Da- I promise that. Yes. So Danny uh, actually, owns more you company. promised Jonathan 1% of the company. Danny is just an entrepreneurial type, and he, he really took it upon himself to spiff and shine this, this boat up, and yes. for that I gave him uh, some stocks in the company. 1%. Not, okay, not more than Jonathan, please. Jonathan is a trained and skilled dog wrangler and nutritionist. That he should be absolutely paid the utmost. Jonathan goes, I have prepared meal plans every day for the dogs. As we're waving goodbye, I want to cast Thaumaturgy on myself so it looks like I'm crying. I'm like, oh, Dan. Bye, Dan. All right. <laughs> but it's a fake, because I'm not sad. <laughs> How many crew members do we have? Uh, you, Lander, Lander, Albios, Albios, Albios Crunch, and Danny. Oh my God. We need good. more crew members. <laughs> Danny, why aren't you? And Danny is stuck cleaning the uh, yes, lavatory. Actually, we trust him with nothing else. How many cannons do we have? Zero. Okay, good. That just saves a lot of time. Follow speed ahead. The party decides who will watch over the bar while they're gone. I think we should trust the dragon board. But he wants to rename it. To what? The fat fool. <laughs> um, what if I met you halfway and said the fat something else? <laughs> the fat wise man. Which 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 word is more important to you, fat or fool? It's the fat dragon. A few days later, you can spot land. There's a faint glimmer in the air. I, I call out some like random thing. It's like, oh, 20 degrees left, port starboard or whatever. And then, and then <laughs> Crunch is just like, no, no, the actual thing. So, <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes, yes. You just call Captain Crunch cruise control because you're just like, cruise control. And then you take your hands off the rudder. And then I come back and I'm like, no touching. Yeah. <laughs> so Danny and Crunch are going to stay on the ship unless you have any grievances with that. She's gonna strand us. That's what's gonna happen. We will be stranded. The toilets are all he knows. He would never betray them. As I daftfully climb up this cliffside, I begin to get re- really nervous about how far up we've gone. <laughs> I got an unnatural one. <laughs> you rolled zero? Oh, so you rolled two one. and you got like minus one. Yeah. On one of your kind of like. I better see how Lander's doing. Like, turn around and look. He's just gone. 
We're so stupid because we've climbed up straight up walls before on, on the spider. The spider. Path, <laughs> and we uh, to do that. I'm gonna use the spell detect magic. You sense an illusory barrier beneath you. It has a certain amount of viscosity to it. Almost like slimy, like you'd be cutting through gel. Jello. It has like a... It's alive. And I reach into to see if I can grab anything. And it feels very cold on the other side. You got the AC going. You got the, yeah, you got the AC pump. Bios, I'm going to stick my head in. And if, <laughs> if I start flailing, pull me out. <laughs> The heroes discover an abandoned underground village. An illusion. A diversion. A diversion. A false rock. A divergence. A divergence. An inception. (laughs) An inception. And you see me on the floor, you're like, a lander. A lander. A a lander is dead. It seems like this place has been deserted willingly. No signs of struggle. You can determine that, like, on the other side of the cove is another exit. As you kind of get closer, you can hear... (laughs) Oh, no. And now, welcome to Dragon Soup for the Soul. Brought to you by NerdSourced, your number one source for all things nerd. Boys and girls, are you hungry for adventure? Try Dragon Soup for the Soul. Now with gluten substitute, gelatinous ooze. You guys find yourselves at the exit of this cave, and you just heard a monstrous roar. Birds flap out of the trees in horror. And uh, you are all standing there, confused, um, in search of answers. Can I ask, what is before us right now? Are we looking at a forest? Is it a wide open clearing? What do we see before us? There is a lush jungle ahead of you, towering trees, uh, like I said, birds fluttering everywhere, a huge flock of birds, and above that is kind of, is the mountain that you had seen from the distant uh, ocean. And above that is the towering structure that you had seen that you believe was built by the Garantians. Towering structure. Perhaps we should investigate this roar, gentlemen. Can I tell how far away it is from our current location? Approximately. Make a perception check. I get 14 to perception. You begin to look around, and before you can even accurately judge how far away it is, there is a huge, loud rustling behind you, just stomping through trees, coming straight for you. So is the cave behind you? Okay, no, no, no. So we are... The cave is not behind us. We are the cave. Yeah, sorry. The cave is behind you, but it like the cave leads up into the surface. So like, the cave is kind of sunken into the ground. Well, I think we we must run. A roar of this magnitude probably belongs to a creature that is beyond us. As you speak, it grows ever closer. Run, Run, you fools! All right, we're gonna bucket. 
All right, you begin running Run through the, the tower. through the Point jungle. The Do any of you have any special abilities uh, for jungle or difficult terrain traversal? Yes, because I turn into a giant spider. <laughs> nice. I have survival, if that would help my allies. Yeah, sure, go ahead. All right. I rolled a 13 survival check. You're right. You guys are stomping through this jungle. Why doesn't everyone go ahead and make an athletics check uh, real quick, and then actually probably should have done that first. Fantastic. Uh, Ooh, I get a five. Blender. Lander or Din? Din. Sorry, I was saying Lander. He got a five. Uh, a 16. I got a four. Oof. All right. As usual. You all run through the jungle. Bios is like taking charge. Head towards the tower, you say, with your little mandibles. Yes, of course. Run through the jungle, and immediately you are uh, thrown off by the uh, sheer thickness of foliage but Din being as small as he is can kind of crawl through it crawl through the the brambles and the thickets and uh, maneuver more daftly than or more swiftly than than you two can and uh, but with your survival check Bios you see that there's a stream and you know that there won't be any vegetation near that stream or that river actually because it'll be a, a kind of wide open. So you see that in the corner of your eye as you're like fumbling through the, the thicket. All right. Let's head to the river and follow the river down where it may lead. It'll be easier to move along the cleared path. I pursue as fast as my little legs will carry me. All right. You guys all run, run, run. Why don't we go ahead and make another athletics check? I should have been a tiger. I get a 13. Doing a little bit better now. Got my second wind. Mm. 18 for the giant spider. Alright. 21 for the tiny gnome. Wow. You get to the river and it serves you well. You run alongside it, splish, splish and splashing in the shallow parts. But uh, before you can make any great distance between you and this beast, there is a huge waterfall that goes over the side of this cliff and you find yourselves between a waterfall and a giant monster. Oh no, I can't swim as a giant spider. May I make a perception check on this monster? Can we see it? It has not yet cleared the brush, but once it clears the brush, it'll be like on top of you. So you can you can wait if you want. You can try to make a uh, uh, nature check to identify its, its roar, but you know it'll be very it'll be a very hard check because it's probably indigenous to this island. Din pulls out his uh, his spear and his shield immediately, again preparing to, for combat. It seems that it is flee or flight, my friends. I'm choosing flight. I'm gonna start crawling down the side <laughs> of the waterfall. <laughs> you, you literally fly away. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to abandon my my allies so easily. I will, but I will stand at the edge and ready with like two spider paws over the edge, ready to just run and abandon them. 
would I be able to use my my death sense on this creature to see if creatures perished inside of the creature like he, like they <laughs> ate him and he died they died there <laughs> if he's big enough he's like a moving place if he, if he swallowed them all did he swallow it did someone did anyone die in this creature's mouth or stomach I'm going to ask you this uh, one more time and hopefully that's the last time what's the range on that <laughs> 60 feet yes okay yes yeah you kind of like take a quick second to hone in and you can tell that this this thing eats everything in its path. Like uh, like any humanoids that have died in the last two weeks with it. Like has has he eaten any intelligent, sentient life humanoids yes. within the last two weeks? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Very good. There may be others here that have been fallen to terrible fates at the hands of this beast. Uh, Din, I'll give you one action before. Uh, this this shit starts to heat up. Uh, Din is going to look for high ground. He wants to get a little bit higher so that he can get a better percep. You know, uh, get a better you know perception. Uh, perceive this uh, creature better and possibly outflank or maneuver him. All right, yeah, go ahead and make a perception check to uh, quickly in a stressful situation look around. Okay, I uh, roll a ten. Oh, not bad. Well, what immediately comes to your head is you're surrounded by trees which you might be able to climb up but there's also some high rocks that are near the waterfall that you could perhaps scale uh, but they are very slippery and they are very close to the waterfall but they would give you a good advantage if you wanted to try to flank or get a surprise round on on this on this creature or not surprise round a surprise on this creature yeah I'm going to run up there I'm definitely going to take the high ground try to outflank this guy and, or girl, as it may be, and uh, try to take this thing down, especially if I can get a surprise attack. Yeah, go ahead and make an athletic check to climb. Oh! Uh, I probably slip very hard on my ass. I get a one. You get a one? Well, you know, with all things considered, I yeah. get five. Yeah, five. Yes, I rolled. Five. <laughs> oh, no. oh no! So you run towards the rocks and you step into a shallow pit of stones, or not shallow pit, a pit of stones, and you like sink into this river, and you're like chest deep in water because you're a small creature. So all of a sudden, you went from like waist deep to chest deep, and like you're so surprised that it's like now beginning to kind of carry you if you don't get your get yourself out of it, and you are very close to the edge of the waterfall. And do I still have my do I still have my hands outside of it? Yeah, you can yeah, you're not like yeah, yeah, you can still have your spear. Okay. Um, okay. but we will uh begin combat. So everyone roll initiative. Um, do I still get my surprise round? Uh, <laughs> if you if you embrace the water and sink yourself in, maybe it won't see you. Oh. I've got an 11. All right. Albius has a 6 initiative. Spiders are very slow, not cunning, not quick to react. They're patient, but they're useless. <laughs> Somehow Din has a 14. Oh, dang. All right. That adrenaline pumping through your little veins from just <laughs> falling into a bunch of river rocks. Uh, so you, there you hear the stomping and the roaring of this creature. <clears throat> and... 
it bursts from the trees and the only way to kind of describe what this character looks like is a centipede mixed with a T-Rex. It has six legs and three Tyrannosaurus heads on it. Uh, and it stands probably about 18 to 20 feet tall as it is right now and it is charging full force towards you guys. Any one of us in particular? Strange you would say that. It is charging towards Lander in particular. And it is going to make attacks against Lander. (laughs) Do not fear my companions. If it is time for me to be taken, it is time. (laughs) So bags are packed. I'm ready to go. (laughs) Okay, uh, it rolls on its first chomp. It gets a... 16 versus your AC. Oh, yes. Alright. We'll not be avoiding that one. It does 7 damage to you, piercing. <gasps> it gets you Is in he, its... like, remains... What? Okay, so I'm not being grappled, right? I'm no, just no, being... no. I just got bit. Yeah, you okay. got bit. Um, but you will have to make a save, con saving throw. Con. Okay, well, I get an 18 to that. Oh, wow, dang. <clears throat> so you can tell My that Con you... is not terrible. Oh, good. You can tell that despite it was a, a hefty bite, uh, you somehow resisted the horrendous bleeding that you think might occur if you didn't have such a strong constitution. You might take some damage from just the sheer amount of blood loss that you suffered. And now it is going to be Din's turn. I'm going to use all my strength to throw the spear at that. What is it? Can we tell already? Uh, it's no like no creature you've seen before. Okay, then we're going to waste this thing. I'm going to skewer it with my spear. All right. Oh, come on, baby. Oh, baby. Uh, 15. That hits. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, 1d8. Four damage. Get it inside of the neck. And you're going to try to escape the pit? Yeah, I'm going to use uh, athletics, presumably, to... I want to get out. Whatever I have to do to get out. Yeah, that would be athletics. To fight the current and get out of this pit. Ooh, 16. All right, yeah, you can wiggle your way out of it. You kind of you don't have your spear anymore. I was going to say you use it to leverage yourself, but you manage to get yourself out. It helps that this the, the enormous size of this creature is almost damming the river by its just its presence. Uh, so it yes, is going yes. to be. So yeah, you make your you make your way out of it, and you probably have a ten feet of movement, so you can kind of move closer to your allies, um, closer to the rocks, or um, just kind of further away from everything if you want. Closer to my allies, definitely. Okay. You move 10 feet closer to your allies. Okie dokie. And now it's going to be Lander's turn. I would like to use Detect Good and Evil. Um, and I that means that I can, for the duration, I can identify if there are any aberrations, celestials, elementals, fey, fiends, or undead within 30 feet of us, trying to identify the nature of this creature it gives off no apparent signs of evil 
or any signs of uh, fiendishness or fey or anything. It seems it may be unnatural. Aberrant was oh, okay. one of them. It, yes. Yeah, it is aberrant. Yeah. I want to um, try to stress in my mind if I can remember what the Vileborn looked like, and and does this at all resemble resemble the Vileborn, or is it this is not related? Okay, so yeah, you reach into your mind, and uh, what comes to what comes to your mind when you think of the Vileborn is the the mage with no eyes, the eyes, uh, and the eyes oh, at the yes. bottom of the ocean. And all that kind of imagery, and when you kind of like see this creature, although it is horrendous and it is monstrous and it is terrifying to look at, um, it doesn't really give the same amount of terror or like the same amount of like mystique or you know anything as as the Vileborn do. This is kind of just like a really huge freak of nature or something like that. All right, so like the ultimate um, predator kind of thing, but not necessarily like a a a. Not a natural creature. I uh, am going to then use my action to run away. Um, will that provoke a, an attack of opportunity? Right. So, in your mind, imagine that your back is turned to a waterfall, and in front of you is this six-legged, uh, kind of worm-esque Tyrannosaurus creature with these enormous heads. So you can run like left or right, but you will probably get an attack of opportunity. And the only other way to move is behind you down the waterfall or ahead of you towards the creature, which it is huge. So you can possibly run through its spaces if you wanted to, but that would require probably a check of some sort, either style, either stealth or acrobatics or, or uh, yeah, stealth or acrobatics, I'd say. All right. Um, then, you know what? I think I'm going to hold my position Right. and uh, not move and I'm going to shout to my allies and say this creature is unnatural it is I have seen it with through my arcane sense it is an aberration it cannot be reasoned with most likely what does bios but, do with this information put that uh, calm animal spell back in my pocket <laughs> my spider pocket right um, I'd like to really take the moment while he's attacking my allies uh, to size up this creature uh, in terms of toughness. Um, you know, I'm I'm much more uh, familiar with animals and natural beasts, but I want to see if I can kind of get a, a reading on this thing and see if if we should be running for our lives okay. instead of standing at the edge of a waterfall trying to fight it off. <laughs> Uh, can I is, can I roll a perception or survival? I would say <laughs> survival check. Yeah, survival. I think would definitely be your odds of survival. Can we survive? <laughs> can we survive this encounter? I got a twenty three. Twenty three. All right. Let's see. Um, <clears throat> you think that uh, you know, looking it up down, it looks like an apex predator. You know, this thing has scars all over its body, like it's been in a thousand fights and it's won them all. Um. And uh, you think you, you know, you fought horrendous monsters in the past. You know, you've, you've seen your tribe maybe take down large kind of unnatural creatures like this. Indeed. You think if you threw everything you got at it, you might be able to win, but it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a real tough struggle. All right. Good. Uh, I'm going to yell to my, my, my allies, my compadres. 
This foe is powerful, but if we work as a team, we can defeat it. And I'm going to shoot my web at it. All right. Uh, is, if it's within 30 feet, I would like to. It do absolutely that. is, yeah. All right. 23, again. Hey, all right. Um, oh, yeah, 23 versus AC. Okay, yeah, that hits, definitely. All right. So I just spray it with my dirty spider web, and it is restrained by webbing. Um, it has to break out on its turn with an action. Uh, it just needs to get a 12 strength check to break out. Okay. And with that, I will move... Can I move between it and Lander? Yes, you can. Yeah. All right. I'll move in front of Lander to try to block block its access to my squishy little companion. <laughs> All right. So then it's going to be its turn once again. <clears throat> uh, before he goes, I want to know, since I'm a protection fighter, yeah. if I'm within five feet of any of my allies. Yeah, you would be now that you move closer to them. Yeah. Okay, great. That's going to be important for my reaction. Alrighty. So it is going to take its turn and its action to try to get out of this webbing. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be able to get out of it, but uh, I'll, I'll just roll to make sure it doesn't do uh, too horribly. Let's see here. Alright, yeah. Uh, oh, it, no. That's not the right dice. There we go. Yeah, so it gets a 13 just on the net, on the raw dice roll, but sure. that certainly stops it from taking uh, actions. Yeah. Um, very good, very good. So it is going to um not do anything else. I think it's just gonna it's just gonna get up, stop being restrained, shrug it off, but it is in all six of its eyes from the two of each of its head, all six of them are just on lander. You can see that there's something about lander that's just like they're they're just staring him down to death. Uh it is going to be Din's turn. I say Bios, excellent job I point my finger right at it and, I, and just as I do that a magical aura starts filling me and I say, true strike <laughs> at the All same right. time I'm going to use my um, action surge ability All and right. I'm going to cast uh, burning hands so I reach at my hand after I point, I pull my palm out and just flames come shooting from me. Right. So it has to do a dexterity saving throw to avoid these flames. Oh, I'm sorry. That's me. God, I'm so used to 4th edition. Okay. Still, I'm still so used to 4th edition. Oh, it's going to fail. It gets a 7. Oh, yes. So flames come shooting out of my fists, and I'm going to roll some damage. Ooh. Okay, so I do 12 damage to it. All right. Just 12 damage, dang. All right, the, the... And then with my bonus action, I'm going to call my spear back to my hand. Nice. Because it is uh, it is bound to me. So it, one of its heads is now on fire, like writhing in pain. The other two are kind of like freaking out, but they're still just kind of like eyeing you guys, all three of you, or, or maybe just Lander, we're not sure. Uh, but it is uh, Lander's turn, so maybe he'll find out. Yes. This creature obviously is attracted to me, 
and I will stand and fight using the power of the spirits to help me. I will conjure a spiritual weapon uh, next to one of the heads of the of the creature and I will have it attack and it's going to get well it's going to get a 10 versus oh no I'm sorry a 12 versus AC that hits yeah oh okay well uh, then real quickly it's very important what color is the spiritual weapon I'd say it's going to be a very light blue but my spiritual weapon uh, has a, a an actual hand on it of of a spirit that is wielding it just out of <laughs> out of sight. <laughs> That's cool. Nice. Um, a skeletal a skeletal spiritual hand. Yes. Uh, so that is a bonus action just to do that. Oh yes, and uh, it is going to deal. Um, it's going to deal nine damage to him, nine force damage. Uh, from the skeleton attack, and then I will use ray of frost with my as my main attack, which is going to be much better. It's going to be twenty three versus his AC hits, and that will deal three cold damage to him. So I just go balls to the wall attack, and I want to um, with my move action just sort of maneuver behind. Uh, you know, one of my beefier companions, if I can, you know, being careful not to fall over the waterfall. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> you do a very, uh, a very good 12 damage to it. And another one of its heads, it doesn't seem to be completely out of commission, but is in serious uh, pain. <clears throat> and it is going to be Albius's turn. I'm going to roll to see if I recharge my web. All right. I do not. I do not. It does not recharge. Uh, in that case, I'm going to run up to the foul beast and bite it with my fangs, or attempt to. <laughs> All right. See if I can pierce its strong and sturdy hide with my little giant spider fangs. Um, 23. Once yes. again. Ah. <laughs> All right. So first, I'm going to do some piercing damage. Uh, I'm going to do 11 piercing damage. Ooh. And it must make a constitution saving throw for 11. All right. so it's probably going to succeed because it's so it constitutional. Is a, it is a beef boy. Uh, yeah, he gets a uh, 21 or 23, 22, something like that. Okay. Yeah. So he takes <laughs> half the poison damage because he still okay. gets poisoned, which would be uh, 5 poison damage. All right. Wow. Yeah, I, I, that was a really good roll, uh, yeah. and that'll be the that'll be it for me, I believe. Okay. Uh, before it acts again, you hear more rustling in the bushes near you. Uh, from the northern side of the river, where there's like you know there's there's tr there's have dense trees on either side of you. And out of kind of to your right, towards the north, <clears throat> there's more and more rustling, and a volley of arrows spring from the tree line onto the beast, and that is going to make some attacks against it. Um. Okay, and uh, a few a few connect. Seems to be some pretty good bow work happening. Okay. 
So it gets pelted with about five or six arrows out of a volley of like eight or nine. <clears throat> but that's all you see. You hear a little bit of movement. You see these arrows shoot out of the out of the woods and hit it on uh, hit the the body of this beast. It is going to go and is going to try to make two attacks against Lander. Oh wait, but you said someone was standing in your way, right? Right, Lander. You positioned yourself behind a. I yes, I tried to uh, use a, a meat shield, as the as the softers <laughs> call it. <laughs> if he's within five feet of me, I, I give him disadvantage to attack me. Oh, okay. Um. Well, yeah. If you are standing uh, behind I, Din, then he's going to attack you, Din. Um. But if if okay, okay. I, yeah, I meant I meant he, if he's standing within five feet of me, he's gets disadvantage to attack my ally. Yeah. Well, I think actually we'll do it this way. One of them's going to attack you, and one of them's going to attack him. So we'll do the one with disadvantage first. Oh, he gets a twenty, but he also gets a four. All right, so he's going to roll a four. <laughs> plus, so he's going to get a ten versus his AC uh, lander, which I don't think is going to hit. And then uh, no, that's close though. But the one attacking Din <laughs> is going to get a uh, nineteen. So I I have a eighteen, so that does successfully hit me. All right. You're going to take eight piercing damage. Where does it hit me? Oh, it gets you all over the body, man. This this guy's mouth is larger than you are. Ah, I'm inside his mouth? Uh, That's right where I want to be. Flavor, for the sake of flavor, yes. But for the sake of uh, mechanics, I don't think so. It would have to probably grapple you or something. But you're going to have to make a con check because you're going to have to resist bleeding, damage due to bleeding. Gladly. Uh, three. Ooh. So you're going to take well, five bleeding damage. How much did I take the first time? You took, what, nine? Eight? You took eight? Okay. So 13 okay. total. <clears throat> eight plus five. How, how you looking? How you looking, uh, Din? Uh, I have a second wind I can use, so uh, I'll, be, I'll be sitting pretty in just a little. Uh, it is Din's turn. Din, is your turn. Get some revenge. If you want to be in its mouth, I'll let you be in its mouth. Uh, but if he's so close, I want to use my sword and I have my spear in my hand. I guess I can drop it and magically have my sword be in my hand. Uh, okay, so I'm I'm just going to attack him. I As as I'm in his mouth, the, the magic from my true strike is glowing. It's actually supposed to be my next turn, but I didn't take a roll last turn, so it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to attack him with my spear. Right Right in the mouth. 20! Do I even need to roll again? I got a 9. Okay, so... So you're going to roll twice the damage. Twice the damage. Let's make it good. 6 on the first one. 6 on the second one! Oh my gosh, wow. 14 damage! Just... (laughs) So it bites you... It bites you and takes you into its mouth. (laughs) <laughs> and your allies see that you've just been gobbled by this monster, but you, then just spears start spi- spiking out of the roof of its head, <laughs> and then the one head just collapses onto the ground, and you come tumbling out, like ready for Blood more combat, like ah, <laughs> 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 uh, it's leaving only one head that is it is pretty heavily damaged itself. So, uh, it, unless you're going to move, uh, you, which you're welcome to, it is Lander's turn. I will move closer to my allies. All right. I will immediately attempt to 
finish this creature with the might of the spirits. I tell my spectral saber to dart forward and make another attack, which is a natural one. The spec and and you know I just I told the saber the wrong head to attack and it just it <laughs> slices right through one of the dead heads you know it does its job I can't blame the spirits for that can't blame the spirits no dead head I'm calling uh, that name in my band <laughs> and uh, I'm going to then use what else but ray of frost yes, my friends that is going to be a thirteen versus AC it's gonna hit. Well, we get a nice three cold damage. A cool three. A cool three. Not quite enough. But it does snap it right in the eye. I would like to make a... Could I make a perception check um, on uh, the the people in the the forest that may be aiding us? Uh, Do I see any figures? Are they humanoid? What do they look like? Go ahead and roll. I get... Let's see what... A 17. You can see what uh, looks like humanoids in the forest. And uh, based on their slenderness, you can kind of decipher they might be elven. Um, probably, you know, you don't know m- many other forest-dwelling cr- uh, humanoid slender related besides, like, wood elves, maybe. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So it is. Uh, All right, and I, and I, I. Oh, okay. No. Okay. Yeah. No. I was just gonna say I relay that to my allies. I say that it may be elves who have come to our aid, companions. Uh, Bios, you're what elf? I am currently a giant spider. It complicates things. If there's one thing <laughs> I know about wood elves, because I am one, giant spiders are creepy and very dangerous. Usually associate with drow, so hopefully they don't start shooting arrows at me. <laughs> Regardless, we have to take down this foul beast. So uh, I want to see if my web will recharge first. It does not. Shucks. Mm. And I'm going to make a bite attack against the creature again. All right. Uh, with a 17 to hit him. That hits. All right. Ooh. I imagine you, like, crawl up its body onto its neck and onto its head. That's exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah. For eight damage. Ooh. Right onto its face. All right. And it has to make a 11 constitution shaving throw to resist my poison. A shaving? Or it would actually it'd be sh- venom. A shaving throw? A shaving throw to shave off some of his life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what's the DC? 11. Constitution. Ooh, it gets a 2. So it's right. two. It, well, it, it actually is about 8, but yeah. Uh, okay. Sari! Get out of here, Sari! What's the deal? What's the deal? Alright. Yeah. It takes 9. Po- it says poison, but it should be venom. <laughs> 9 venom damage. Alright. You just infuse it, its brain with venom. And the last head will collapse onto the ground. Oh, it's 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 down, guys, but it's still stable because my poison stabilizes my <laughs> victims at zero hit points. Nice. So it's the whole this entire body just 
crashes onto the ground. It weighs probably several tons. It probably weighs a ton or two tons or something, you know. It's, it's this enormous carcass. And it blocks the entire waterway coming down to the waterfall almost because it's just all of its bodies there. And the water starts, like, trickling from other sides and stuff. Um, but you suddenly find yourself kind of on, like, semi-dry land. Not semi-dry, but, like, you know, not in the middle of a river anymore. Which is kind of a novel to you guys. And, Indeed. um... Yeah, so there you are. I want to... I want to immediately uh, recall the uh, my spectral saber and, and put it in between the group and the figures in the forest and say, we should uh, call out to these these creatures, but we should be wary. And I, I sort of have my, uh, my, my saber floating before us to, to engage anyone who may rush out at us. All right. Yeah, I think, unfortunately, I'm going to have to turn back into a wood elf. And so I will use that as a free action, turn back into my boring, normal wood elf self. And I will call out in elvish, or is it elvish or elven? Elvish. Uh, Hoping that they are indeed elves. Las du bethnin. Hilam gara. Let's do Bethnine. Like I put my hands up. We come in peace. Uh, who who goes there? Uh, out of the woods comes four. You would you would think they're wood elves, but um, they don't look like the wood elves from Lockhaven or any wood elves you've seen. Their skin is very tan, almost taking on the appearance of like bark. It's like kind of textured in a weird way. And the tips of their ears have turned into a almost ident- like almost a leaf, like a green leaf. So they look like a pretty naturalistic wood elves. Mm. And they s- kind of come out as soon as you uh, you talk to them in Elvish. And uh, the first one that comes out looks obviously like the leader. He kind of you know he has like some badass scars. One of his eyes is permanently closed because he's just so badass. <laughs> and they're all wielding bows and they look like they are clothed um, in rather uh, wildistic-like clothing. Very minimal and, and very based on movement and not like armor, for, like forged armor at all. Not even hide either. It's like kind of, just kind of like uh, fabrics and... and um, organic materials and stuff like that wrapped around their bodies kind of and he goes in in kind of a, a strange unsophisticated dialect of elvish he kind of goes like oh, I stand right there alright <laughs> in, in, in elvish but it, that's not how it kind of sounds to you not what I expected and I, I, I kind of wave down. I wave down my allies. And I say, yes, yes. We'll stay right here. To whom am I speaking to? He says, uh, you ain't speaking to me until you've spoken to Nelsara, right? You're going to come with us. And then one of the other elves kind of like goes up to him and whispers something in his ear. 
And he, he kind of doesn't even like acknowledge. He's like, no, no, no. We're taking him to Nelsora. And uh, they have their like bows ready, but not drawn. Mm. And they look as though they want to usher you through the woods. <laughs> well, my friends, it seems they want to take us to someone named Nelstara. Stara? I would like to try to uh, gauge the intentions of this gentleman, perhaps with some insight to see um, if, number one, he is uh, whatever was whispered in his ear. Is he now doing something he's not supposed to by taking us to Nelsara? And is that a, a, a poor fate that it might be for us? I look into his eyes and see what he, what he has in store for us. Right. So I'm going to get a... Uh, a an eleven on uh, insight. Do you speak Elvish? I do speak Elvish. Oh, good. Okay. You get the feeling that he doesn't like you, and you know that there's a deeper meaning behind this. But uh, with your insight and kind of like the state you're in after just battling, you you yourself might be kind of annoyed. I mean, you took a lot of damage. So you're kind of not in the right space to analyze someone like with with really deep intentions. So you're just kind of gathering that he might be weary of you and 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 doesn't like you. Doesn't like that you're here. Okay. I I whisper to my companions I say be careful this one this may be this one may be treacherous and uh, may not have our best interests at heart. Keep your weapons close. And your spectral weapons closer. Yes, I, I would like to uh, float my spectral weapon uh, close to me, and would like to have it in like almost like right next to my body. And uh, you know, if they're angered by that, I may turn it off. But uh, until that time, <laughs> I think if if they want to kill us, we'd be filled with arrows instead of this beast. So I think we can we can go along with them and just see what they have to say. True. I say I'm 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 ready to I'm ready to go. Um, to that point, a couple of the the four of them, a couple of them, are beside themselves at this beast that has been slain. Like they are like very impressed, and they're looking at it in like awe that it's been it's been fall, fell. So they are going to try to usher you through the. Let me let me burp first, and then I'll say that again. No, oh, not a burpy yawn. So they're going to uh, usher you through the forest if you'd let them. Indeed, yes. Uh, I will leave. That's great. Since I am a wood elf. Okay, so he and uh, the one that whispered in his ear are going with you, and he calls out, Krona! Sada! Meet us back at Tumanzar, alright? Not by nightfall, okay? Turns around and, and starts walking, and the one that whispered in his ear... Uh, falls like five feet behind. Could I have collected a sample from this creature before we left? Could like uh, could I grab one of his eyes? Can I just like rip one of his eyes out? <laughs> sure. You know, your ray of frost like petrified one of his eyes in frost. <gasps> oh yes, good. So you could just like, a, and then now you have like a little ball, probably about as big as a softball, maybe. Yeah. Okay. I I want to put that away into my uh, explorer's pack. There is no value in that eyeball. That creature is unnatural. There, you you should have no, no honor in that kill. It is. is, There is no trophy worthy. 
from that caucus. To understand the odd things of the world, we must examine them very closely, though they may be disgusting or misunderstood. Can I wear um, one of the jaws as a necklace? <laughs> uh, you want to? Yeah, you want to like pry out a, a, a fang? The whole jaw. Oh, the jaw! <laughs> it is bigger than you. Its mouth can you encompass two of you, probably. I guess more like a dress then. No, I'm fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, they begin to lead you through the forest, and they know all kinds of like routes. They go way out of the way you'd think, but then it turns out that it's like this miraculous shortcut that you would never have taken. They seem to know this for this jungle backwards and forwards. Before I mean, maybe an hour goes by what would have taken you guys hours and hours to traverse and they are at the northernmost point of the island where you saw the pillar of smoke rising and in front of you is a large uh, tribal camp and it looks as though there's like the core buildings kind of in the center and then outlying it are like new tents kind of TPS structures and um, some made out of like bricks or some made out of like sticks and, and sh- you know shrub pieces and, and, and faunery um, but there are definitely like five or six core structures that are a little more permanent and then all these other kind of temporary new structures um, and as they kind of lead you the one that whispered in his ear is like eyeing you guys with a sense of like jovialism and he'll actually introduce himself to to Din and he starts kind of speaking in this uh, Australian slangy dialect of Elvin so uh, Din I mean uh, Lander and Albios you you just recognize that he's like admiring what he saw on the battlefield like this mighty warrior who got swallowed by what he calls the Trineris it's like oh this is the most fearsome beast on this whole island and like you just you know Oh, uh, dude, in Cockney accent. You're uh, not Cockney. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, you slayed that thing so good, man. It was just like you, you swirl you up, and then you just stabbed him out, and you just fall on the ground. Oh, my God, man. Oh, my God. And uh, he's just, like, fanboying out over, over what <laughs> now, Din's Now, shit. it is a known fact that, um, that uh, Gnomish is kind of very similar to Elven, so I'm getting, like... And I'm like, yeah, I think I. Uh, and I looked at the I other tra- guys. I can translate in gnomish to you because I can also speak gnomish. It was <laughs> one of the things that I picked up on in my days at, at Wizard College. And, uh, we had many gnome professors, you know. And uh, I'm just like I'm translating like all this ex- all the exclamations to you. <laughs> but with the slang between this dialect of Elvish translating that to gnomish you know it's like it really does not translate well so he's like he's saying you are shit and that like you have the teeth of many great people or something like you know. um but no he this yeah, is so. totally deadpan <laughs> so i have he, a very uh, important okay. question yeah are there any hot elven chicks around <laughs> if you're into bark skinned uh kind of leaf haired people then yeah 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 i can i can work with that i can (laughs) can work work. with that no yeah they're you know everyone on this island seems to be pretty lean like that survival is like a daily struggle so like everyone looks kind of warrior-ish and like built you know like like a hero 
And uh, so, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of attractive guys and girls. I mean, you know, they're elves, so they're not really... They're pretty homogenistic. So you can't really differentiate the, the women from the men, in fact. Din is, Din is definitely checking out the dudes, but he doesn't know they're dudes. <laughs> so they lead you into the center of the town where there is a, a well-decorated elf that's standing there. It is wearing a necklace... And on the necklace are pieces of scale mail. But, like, individual pieces of scale mail, not, like, an entire scale mail shirt. Like, six or seven pieces of scale mail. And she also has on her what look to be pretty modern crafted pouches and a dagger on her kind of belt. She has this staff that looks like it's, like, as old as time. And it has all these, like strange growths coming out of it and uh she is sitting underneath this in this tree that looks like it's just a, a very impressive twisting kind of cypress oak hybrid tree it's like massive like an oak but like twisting like a cypress and kind of goes in all directions you can tell that it is kind of the head honcho around here the person that is ushering you kneels before it the leader and says, uh, Nelsara. Nelsara. <laughs> Nelsara, we, uh, we came upon these, uh, blasphemers in the middle of the, uh, forest over there where you're, uh, scavenging for some food, and, uh, they actually, uh, managed to, uh, bring down the Trisanus, so, uh, we didn't know what to do with them. I, uh, thought it might be best to consult with, uh, a wise one like yourself before we, uh, did anything drastic, so, uh, there you go, and, uh, yeah, have a good day. But have a good day just seems to kind of be like, that's it. He, the kind of inflection he gives. <laughs> uh, Nelson, I'm going to call this guy Crocodile Dundee. That's, that's his name. <laughs> Not any of the other ones that speak exactly the same, just this guy. Well, if you're going to be consistent with our universe, you just switch the letters of the name. So he's actually Docodile Crundy. So that's that'll be his True. new name. <laughs> True. <laughs> no, uh... So yeah, DCD. DCD. <laughs> Nelsara is going to take a little while and, and look over you. How do I do like a posh Australian accent? <laughs> she goes... Uh, do it like a New Zealander. <laughs> yeah. oh. Oh. She goes... Uh, oh. Like Flight of the Concords. Oh. <laughs> so, so you are the ones... That were foretold to me in the stars, <laughs> are you? I just wanted to of... first apologize to any. <laughs> <laughs> and and she... then. Any, anybody who could be listening, that's who we're apologizing to. <laughs> and she looks at Lander and she gets real close to him and says, You have been mocked by the Great One. And she kind of like. Holds in Elvish, she's speaking. Yes. I say, I've been mocked. What does that mean? You must have gone through a uh, sacred site. Your blood is extra potent. The animals around here can smell it from miles away. Tell me, did the creature target you over your friends? Yes, yes, it did. The creature seemed to eye me with all of its 
many heads and eyes. Uh, you only went for me. What uh, could have triggered this ritual? I know that your origins may be unknown to us, but I can tell that you are from a distant land. You should know that there is but one great god, and he lives in that tower. And then she points over to the large mountain with the huge tower on it. He, goes, he has set up beacons of ritualistic magic all over this island. And if one of ours goes through it, they will be selected to, to partake in a great journey. I see. Now, I will ask, as we passed through this uh, this land, we have come as um, peaceful explorers. Um, we came across an abandoned village. Could this have possibly been the sacred site of which you refer, or do you know of which of what I speak? A deep cavern, an underground village that was no live signs of life remained. Yes. This is the work of our great God. You see, when I was born, all the tribes of this land were in a constant war. But when he arrived on our shores and gave us salvation, he united all twelve clans across the land, and we gather here now. The cave that you came upon was to the last tribe to join us, and you can see now around us that we have expanded our great civilization in dedication to him. A relic of the past. A relic of past divisions, then. Is that what remains of that village? Its people are okay, I I assume. None were harmed? Of course not, no. When you serve ax absolute sovereignty and absolute peace and goodness, there is no harm that comes to any except for those who disobey him. I say, and what entails this journey that I have been selected from. Have I a choice but to follow? Well, <laughs> it's like Southern. <laughs> you have little choice. He has instructed us to send you to speak with him in his greatness. It is a journey that only few ever partake. I have met him on several occasions and every time he has blessed me with artifacts of great importance as she kind of like moves her er, it moves uh, the leader's body over the scale mail and like the pouches and the dagger as if these are very impressive things um Din, Din leans over to Lander and goes I don't understand a single thing that's been going on this whole time but uh she looks like she's beginning to get a little excited. What's going on here? <laughs> I say to him, in Gnomish, I say, apparently I have been selected for some sort of ritual ascension or something, but I think we should be careful. I don't know if the spirits would approve of such uh, strange um, claustrophobic religious practices. I would uh, ask that you would come with me should I be summoned to uh, the presence of this great being that they refer to. 
And I want to ask her in Elvish, I say, may my friends accompany us, on, accompany me on this journey. According to our newfound dogma, we would restrict such people to go along with you, but as you are one of the few prophets that have come to our land, we shall abide by you taking your companions here, much like the ones who came before you. I must ask only one more question. Were there others, and did they survive? Were they forever changed? What became of the other chosen ones? They did come upon our very shore, and they were selected such as you are. But they were much stranger than you looked, and of course they shall be, as they were the angels and prophets of our great God. They marked them with markings all over them, and hair they had none of. One kept itself shrouded at all times. Most curious as to the appearances that they took on, but they survived and they took with them one of our greatest warriors to Ascension, where I believe that you must go now. I, I say thank you for educating me in this process, but I must ask that I take counsel with my friends before we go any further. Will you allow us to speak in privacy? Some privacy. Please. She says, under the religious text, and she whips out a uh, scroll. She goes, under the religious text, it says, you have but one night to meet with this with our great god. But until then, you have all the time that the evening allows you. We will celebrate the ceremony of the stars and the silver twilight. And uh, you can tell that the scroll that she whipped out is a spell scroll that's like a spell scroll of like magic missile. No, I actually detect magic. Okay. Um, I would like to take my companions aside if I may do that at this juncture mm-hmm. and um, speak in in private with them and say gentlemen I think I may have put two and two together here this may have been the very place from whence those poor spirits came from that they were captured by the cultists and lied to and told that they were going to become gods and then they were Bled and burned into ash before us, as as we as we saw. This, I think, is unfortunately the product of uh, some sort of evil evil being that is taking advantage of these uh, uh, these these indigenous people that have lived a sheltered life. Shall I? Do you think I should reveal the truth to their leader? Should I tell them of the fate of the of their other champion that went away? For I, I believe I spoke with him specifically. No. We we should probably talk about this somewhere else. 
somewhere far, far away from her ears. She can hear very, she can hear very, very distinctly. Okay, trust me. I, I know a thing or two about elves, but I think if we were to reveal that information, they would probably burn us, uh, or sacrifice us, or toss us off a cliff, or throw us in a pit with a giant uh, three-headed worm creature. I mean, I have the proof of. I spoke with the the very champion that they uh, they have named as the as the person that uh, was to ascend to godhood, and uh, that may lend credence to our story. And after all, I was the chosen one, which means they will probably listen to me. Otherwise, the alternative is we all go on this fabulous journey, which may lead to intense spiritual corruption, which I would be afraid to face. Uh, the elf that was fawning over Din comes up to you guys and is so excited he goes like, oh please, please let me go with you. I'll be your guide to the forest. I'll guide you to the tower. Oh my god. I've always wanted to I've always wanted to go. I've always wanted to meet him. Please take me with you. I say, yes, when we are ready to go, we will call on you. But for now, you must let the Chosen One speak with his companions and do not interfere, or you will know the wrath of the Ascendants. Right, of course. Friend. Of course. Uh, uh, you, you, must be, you must be tired, hungry, anything I can get you. Chosen One. Oh, great Chosen One. The Chosen One is never tired, but he does get hungry. So, yes, I will take whatever sustenance you have. Right, of course, of course. And he runs off. Would it not be better to go on this task and acquire some evidence, tangible evidence, to bring back? Yes. I think that may be a wise decision. If we keep our wits about us, keep our distance, be careful, then I think we should investigate this tower before returning. Yes. Uh, um, I have the concern that uh, we should tell uh, our captain and our first mate to bring the ship around. Perhaps we can get one of these uh, people to take a boat over. And... Is there any way we can negotiate that, do you think, Lander? This is a very good point. Regardless of whatever task these uh, strangely attractive but uh, ambiguous elves have for us. Ultimately, we came here for trade and commerce with the locals, so we must have some sort of uh, some sort of relationship to build uh, with our ship and the uh, the inhabitants here. For Dan Black, Dan Black, yes. Perhaps an animal messenger may be able to fly the distance and get the ship into position without a lengthy journey. Hmm. Yes, yes, indeed. Of course, I am not skilled at such things. Um, let me meditate on that. You guys continue forward. You can tell that the the badass from the um, ranger squad <laughs> that led you here... DCD. DCD, yeah, exactly. Docodile Crundy uh, is... Uh, still dogging you guys. Even though, like, he probably doesn't understand anything you're saying, because I assume you're speaking common. Uh, he's still just, like, standing there, bow out. Not, like, arrow 
you know, in there, but uh, just, like, looking at you guys and then, like, looking back towards Nelsara and, like, talking to her and then looking back at you. I dog him hard back. Din's like, I want... oh, I'm not going to have any of this shit. <laughs> I want to look at him in the eyes in the presence of the great lady... Um, I forgot what her name is. Nelsara. And I want to, and in 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 the you know yeah, it's near out Nelsara, and I I want to, uh, you know, gesture for him to come over with my finger. I, I just kind of wag my finger towards me, and I'm just like, come hither, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he does approach you, and so does the uh, the the more eager one. And the eager one carries over a uh, a bowl full of like fruit and grubs. I say, thank you, boy. Put the bowl down and leave us in our council. Uh, you, your, I will not forget your services after the ascendancy. Uh, dibs on Are the, the grubs in the fruit? Dibs on the fruit. Yeah, they're all mixed in. You can't actually tell. They're so the grubs colorful. are in the fruit. They're, they're so they're coming out of the fruit. They're so colorful. You can't actually tell which ones are insects that are dead and which ones are are fruit. They're all like spotted and brightly colored and sweet. This worldly, uh, these worldly, disgusting things are of no concern to the spirits. You need not be afraid, my companions. And everything is sprinkled with like a red powder. <laughs> that's uh, elbow, that's like chili powder. Uh, I'm gonna elbow Dan and be like, "Hey, hey, uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, taste one of those and uh, tell me what you think? Just grab a handful, a little handful of your tiny little hands, and just shove it in your tiny little mouth, and tell me if it's tiny and good or just good and not tiny. Whatever, just eat it, eat it. Are you daring me, bro? You want to go? Oh, I just start shoving shit in my mouth. <laughs> Literal shit, like not even the bowl, you know, just like dirt, <laughs> twigs, whatever I can find. Uh, you happy? You happy now? So you don't Red eat any of the like stuff in the bowl? I don't eat any of the stuff in the bowl. Chill. <laughs> chill out, dude. Calm down. Jeez, I was just messing with you. Docodile Crundy stops suddenly in his tracks and looks at this gnome just shoveling dirt in its fa- in his mouth. <laughs> And, uh, I look at him when he stops. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. And, and I, I he, step to Docodile I say, Docodile Crundy, I want you to know that this gentleman here was not the chosen one. Remember that. They chose me because I would never do such ridiculous things, and I apologize for my companion's behavior. However... I have noticed that you seem to be perhaps a bit uneasy about the choice of the ascendants. And I would like to clear up some of the uh, problems that we may have in the future, because uh, as, as we know, uh, you know, we all want to live in harmony here, and the Chosen One is a friend to, to the locals and the people, and um, I want to know what your proverbial problem is. He says, uh, <clears throat> Nelsora isn't the only chosen one around here. All right, I was chosen too. And before me, it was a many other local indigenous people. But then, not 
two not not two hundred sun clicks of time pass and two different outlanders come on our land and get chosen I know what you're about alright you're a demon does he point at a lander at any time yeah I immediately go push him <laughs> I immediately argh, I start pushing him back <laughs> I just, I call out, I say, this man has claimed that the chosen ones are demons. And I look at uh, Ilsara and I say, will you tolerate such blasphemous words from the chosen, uh, the, the ascendants have made their choice and this heretic here has questioned our authority and called us demons. Traitor! He's a traitor! <laughs> Go because they don't understand me! Uh, uh. She, she says, Of course, we can't have two different chosen ones fighting. That uh, would uh, be completely contradictory to the all knowing, all good God that we have uh, chosen here, or that we uh, follow here. So, of course, we are going to have to solve this with. A battle and a a tournament of uh, of uh, the ascendants <laughs> and ah uh, uh, yes, <laughs> I am not afraid of death at the hands of this infidel. It is no no concern to me. The I pick up some dirt and throw it in his face. <laughs> the you guys are like in my corner it's like a boxing match she, she holds up her holy text again which again is a first level detect magic spell and uh, scroll and she says right here it says that the um, ascendancy ceremony can be delayed one day if there is such a um, contention such mm-hmm. as this can I uh are you, are you sure that's what it says? <laughs> no, sorry. I'm, it, yeah, I, w- I want to roll insight to see if she is number one. Is she like just making this shit up and trying to fool us, or does she actually think she's reading, or can she actually read it and she's just <laughs> lying to everybody, or or is she just making stuff up? That's what I want to know. Yeah, you are you trained in insight? So I'm trained in insight. I have very good insight need to roll. She's not even okay. looking at the the scroll. Like so, she's just she, making it yeah, up. She's just yeah. She's just straight up. Yeah. <laughs> but you believe okay. you you think that she believes what she's saying is the truth. Okay, so it's not like she's trying to manipulate or something. She's just, but she's using this as like a false prop. Yeah. All right. Well, I say, I, I guess I we should rest mm-hmm. up for the battle. I mean, unless we want to do. I will have else. to uh, meditate and um, uh, consult the spirits, uh, the actual spirits, as in nature spirits, not whatever weird ghost things you're into, Lander. But regardless, uh, but tomorrow morning I will be able to send an animal messenger on our behalf back to the boat and deliver a message to. Bring the boat yonder, rounder, lander, to the land. Here. I will if, if be not, from henceforth as the chosen one. I'm not lander anymore. Right. If, if I'm not part of this fight, I I am opting into fisticuffs with this guy right now. 
Uh, if at any point, I, if at any point Din learns that he's not fighting this guy tomorrow, so so that's the challenge that's thrown down now, guys. Um, yeah, it's it is unless someone uh, willfully misguides you, it is it's very um, clear that it's going to be a one-on-one ascendant to ascendant battle. That could be easily very easy to do. <laughs> So if, if either your compatriots are gonna, no, dude, yeah, totally. You you can find them. You'll be able to find them tomorrow. Yeah, just just wait, just see how it happens. Totally. Din, uh, Din, uh, allow me to face this heretic in one-on-one combat tomorrow, and then if I defeat him, I will spare his life. And then you may finish him off. Or if he defeats me, you may, in grand retribution, demolish him. Either way, you get your kill and you are able to destroy him. Kill him? I just want to beat the shit out of him. Do you see the way he was looking at us? He he was looking at us pretty, pretty shitty. You may vent your aggression in whichever way you choose, but do not rule out death, for as we know, gentlemen, please, death is not something to be feared. You're really creeping me out with that shit, man. All right, I think that's where we will leave it. We will we'll come back next time, and we will have the trials of the ascendant ascendancy. Another survey of dragon soup for the soul. Story Lander Bios <laughs> Bios May the stars guide you oh, And your DM Can stand hey. what's, Ken, what's Kenny's in game It's like for all your D&D needs, along with more episodes of this podcast, go to nerdsource.com. Fate. Are we still rolling? Fate. That was another critical fail. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for another serving of Dude Soup. Nope. Dragon Soup for the soul. Shit. Oh, no. no now we're flagging.